This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Mark Smith, and you're listening to ICRT's local interview program, Taiwan Talk. Earlier this year, my colleague Jane Lee and I had a chance to visit the Taipei Prison, which is actually located in Taoyuan's Guishan Township. Taipei Prison is famous for, until recently, being the location where former President Chen Sui-bian was serving an almost 20-year sentence after being convicted on corruption charges. But another interesting thing about the Taipei Prison is that should you be a member of the international community who finds yourself required to serve a stint in prison, this would most likely be the place you would end up as the majority of foreigners serving time in Taiwan are housed at this facility. Opened in 1963, Taipei Prison is currently somewhat overcrowded and is home to some 3,900 inmates. Over 300 of these people hail from overseas. The prison currently holds individuals from over 20 countries, including the U.S., Canada, Germany, the U.K., Colombia, Japan, Australia, India, Nigeria, the Philippines, Thailand, Indonesia, Korea, South Africa, and even the tiny Caribbean nation of St. Kitts and Nevis. As is the case in many other nations, the great majority of foreign offenders jailed in Taiwan are serving time for narcotics offenses, but some are also doing very long terms, including life, for more serious crimes such as rape and murder. We asked prison authorities if they could tell us a bit more about what life is like for a foreign convict in Taiwan, and Taipei prison warden Fang Zijie kindly invited us to come and speak with him and to take a tour of the facility. Speaking through an interpreter, Warden Fang told ICRT News about some of the challenges of meeting the needs of inmates from so many different nations and cultures. No matter what countries the prisoners are from, we treat them all exactly the same way we treat local prisoners. When the foreigner is assigned to this prison, we will assign another prisoner who is either of the same nationality as the new prisoner or someone who can speak their language. The prison doesn't have any professional translators, but by using a body system, the senior prisoner can help us communicate with the new person and help them adapt to their life in prison. We do also offer prisoners some basic Chinese lessons, but only things that will be useful for them in their prison life. Foreign prisoners are not segregated from local inmates. Actually, we tried doing that for a time, but we found it less than ideal. We find that by fully integrating the foreign convicts, they are able to adapt to life here faster. As far as dealing with people who have specific religious needs, we do our best to accommodate them. The prison houses Catholics, Christians, Muslims, and other religious believers. We do offer special food, such as pork-free meal for Muslims or vegetarian dishes for Buddhists or any other who might request it. We also try to offer a little taste of home when we can. And as there are lots of foreigners here that like to eat hamburgers, we provide them as a menu option once a week. All types of religious observance is permitted as both Taiwan and this prison respects all religious. If the inmates' religious practices are not against the rules here, they can follow their faith as they choose. Warden Fong also told us he's grateful to the church groups and others who volunteer to visit the foreign inmates. He said some of the men there, and this prison only holds male inmates, are serving decades-long terms, and having someone from their culture visit them from time to time can be a big morale booster for the person. 
The warden also offered a bit of hope for those members of the international community currently being held behind the walls of Taipei Prison, saying he believes the vast majority of them will live to see a day when they are paroled and returned to their home country. According to Taiwan law, convicts are required to serve 50% of their sentence before being considered for parole, but the inmates' behavior at the prison does factor into the parole board's consideration. I also found it interesting to note that Warden Fong claimed that there have been no major incidents related to foreign inmates that he remembers, and that for the most part, the prison is an orderly, safe place. Tune in tomorrow for more, including my own assessment of Taipei Prison after touring the facility and speaking to some of the residents. Reporting for ICRT's Taiwan Talk, I'm Eric Smith. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Welcome back to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today we're featuring part two of a report on the Taipei Prison, a facility located in Taoyuan County that houses those serving medium to long sentences. Taipei Prison is also the current home of more than 300 foreign inmates from over 20 countries. My ICRT news colleague Jane Lee and I visited the prison earlier this year and spoke with the warden, Mr. Feng Zijie. Warden Feng kindly took time both to speak with us and to organize a tour of his facility. There's not a lot of space at this place, as it's now over half a century old. Those assigned to a three-person cell have to share an area that's only about four and a half square meters. An 11-square-meter room houses seven to eight inmates, while a 21-square-meter cell can hold as many as 20 individuals. Prisoners are allowed to slowly build up what you might call prison credit. After a period of good behavior, for example, a convict might earn the right to purchase and use a radio or even a small battery-operated TV. Work programs at the prison are by no means hard labor. The inmates are trained in skills such as cooking, bread making, or pottery, and doing the job correctly earns inmates a small salary or credit that can be used to purchase various personal items. Speaking through an interpreter, Warden Fong also told us a bit about daily life at Taipei Prison. All inmates here follow the same schedule. They rise at 6.45 a.m. They work from 8 to noon and then from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. After some evening activities, the inmates return to their cells for lockdown at 9 p.m. We try to keep spirits up by providing weekly cultural or religious activities for the convicts. Various charity or social groups apply to visit the prison, and we approve these visits on a case-by-case basis. We very much appreciate the work these groups do for our residents. Inmates do get paid for working, but it is, of course, less than minimum wage. According to our policy, half of the money an inmate earns goes into their prison account, and they can use it to purchase necessities such as toilet paper. And portion of the money, however, is earmarked as restitution to be paid to crime victims and the rest is used by the prison to pay for expenses. Each inmate has a kind of prison bank account, and friends or relatives who wish to send money can transfer it into this account. Should an inmate arrive at the prison completely penniless, we enroll them in a program where they are given $380 each month so they can buy the very basic necessities needed for daily life. All inmates are generally permitted to make a phone call every three months. 
But considering that some foreign inmates are from faraway lands, we have a special program for them, and they are allowed to free international calls each year. If the convict is ruled by a judge to be a drug addict, we offer him prison rehab. We also have a medical staff for checkups, and I think the healthcare system here is quite good. All in all, we run a clean, organized, and safe facility, and there are few issues related to tension between local and foreign inmates. Jane Lee and I got a chance to see if the warden's description of prison life was accurate after he organized a tour. We visited the pottery shop, sampled the bread made by the convicts, and I even spoke with one inmate from the U.S. state of Colorado. The man, who will remain nameless, said he was serving a two-plus-year term for a narcotics offense. And when I asked him about what life was like here, he sighed and said, "Well, it's prison, man, but I've never been assaulted or never even seen violence here. We are treated well, and all our basic needs are covered. But of course, it is prison." As Jane Lee and I left the facility, I shared my overall impression with her. No one enjoys spending time behind bars, I noted. But if you had to do time somewhere, Taipei Prison is among the better places to do it in. Warden Fong seemed to confirm that feeling when he told me that more than one inmate from Southeast Asia has rejected attempts to be transferred back to their home country, preferring to serve their time in Taiwan. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. Reporting for ICRT News, I'm Eric Smith. All Taiwan Talk episodes are available as podcasts on iTunes or the ICRT website.